That sounds like a pro, Aaron. Yeah. An absolute professional. What do you call a pro that doesn't make any money? Uh, amateur. Amateur. Yeah. 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 That's rough. Yeah. That's a rough realization. Real amateur. Uh, Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland is growing every Ladies day. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Disneyland, the happiest place on earth. It's time to throw down, y'all. Have you thought about a visit to Disneyland during your vacation? You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done. Disneyland is the happiest place on earth. Join the happy people of all ages. Yes, there's more fun at Disneyland in Anaheim. The happiest McClunky on earth. Welcome to Bobsons and Banthas, a podcast about Disneyland, Star Wars, and all the other things the Disney Company owns that we love. On this episode, we're talking about Jungle Cruise, Jungle Cruise, Jungle Cruise. We talk about the premiere. Let me try that again. Jungle Cruise, Jungle Cruise, Jungle Cruise. We talk about the premiere, the merchandise, and the Rock's little skipper hat. And then we roll up our sleeves, board on the right side of the boat, and say goodbye to the people on the dock as we venture into the Amazon and review Disney's Jungle Cruise. My name is Scott Storm, and with me, my brother on the mic, the Congo Queen of Podcasting. It's absolute Aaron Roberts. Yeah, or the Kissimmee Kate. Yeah, or the Kissimmee Kate. Yeah. I was just, you're the queen of podcasting. Oh, I don't know how to take that. I appreciate it. But <laughs> no problem. I don't, I'm not really sure what you mean by that. I would say. Take that, it as you will. Okay. Take it take it as, as you feel the spirit uh, I'm, you. I'm the uh, a sinkable boat of podcasting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right yeah exactly. We just, got, we just got done uh, listening to The Rock. And Emily yeah. Blunt. Yeah. Yep. Talk uh, about a movie that they're in. Yeah. We were at the Jungle Cruise virtual press conference. We sure were. Yeah. Fun. That was my first virtual press conference. I, it might have been my first press conference, period. I think it was, it was definitely my first virtual press conference. Yeah. Maybe. Not your first press conference. I don't think so. Your first Disney press conference. Definitely my first Disney press conference. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was. I like the way experience. they start out just with a curse word. Yeah, I couldn't tell if they were a if they were talking about a, a, a sailing ship. Nope. Or okay, I wasn't sure. A sailing ship uh, carrying bulls. Yeah, is that what you were thinking they were talking about? Yeah, yeah, bulls. Yeah. It was a, a, it was a bull ship. on a on a sailing yeah. vessel. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, it, it surprised me that it, a family-friendly Disney virtual press conference would start off with cursing, but that's cool. <laughs> Whatever. It is about the Jungle Cruise. And it those is skippers, about the Cruise. Those skippers, you can't hold them to... Listen, there are not a lot of kid journalists out there. <laughs> okay, true. So I think that's probably... I don't know. Maybe there's more and more. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. It's safe. It's an, all, it's an, it's a, it's an adult audience, and a skipper's a little rough-and-tumble kind of guy. He is a rough and tumble kind of guy. I mean, you've got, you, have to be, uh, you have to have a certain quality as a Jungle Cruise skipper. Yeah. And maybe one of those is just profanity. Maybe it's <laughs> well, I think uh, definitely. frequent and free use of profanity. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Are you going to say anything else about the virtual press conference, or are we not talking about the press conference? Are we allowed to talk about it? We can talk about the press conference. Okay. Why not? What do you want to talk about it? Well, I just, this is the largest media company in the world, and the technology was not great. It was interesting because our podcast yeah. sounded better than their <laughs> press conference. Yeah. And they have billions of dollars to spend. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They have billions of dollars. It was in Disneyland, and then there, there was just an echo. So, And sometimes there was like a quadruple echo. <laughs> like so. To the point where Emily Blunt said, I'm sorry, I couldn't understand what you were asking. <laughs> no. So the, 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 the press outlets would ask questions. They had great questions. It sounded really excited. But it was like, hello, 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 hello. It was like they were speaking a, I'm into I'm a, a cave. <laughs> maybe the press conference took place in a cave. There, yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe the, everybody was uh, on pirates, and they were 
relaying questions over the, over the <laughs> As jungle they were cruise. riding pirates. Exactly. Over to Jungle Cruise. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on one second. I'm in the auction scene. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was interesting. Uh, and then it was really casual. Uh, like soup casual. Yeah. Except everybody at the press conference looked like they were going to some sort of gala afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like the arrangement of the chairs and the hosts and everything, it was just very casual, super small. It started like 40 minutes late. Started too. 40 minutes late. <laughs> It's not unlike waiting for the Jungle Cruise. You're like, yeah, oh, wait, we got to go upstairs now? Oh, I thought well, we okay. just went around the corner and got on the ride. Yeah, I got to up past oh, snakes all the way up it's here, snakes too? snakes all the way upstairs. Yeah. And, then, uh, and then it was over before it had even started. My badge of, I feel like the badge of honor that we can wear on okay. this is that we decided to bail on the press conference before it was finished. Yeah. So maybe we, we might be the first people in history to be like, see a rock. Yeah. We're done. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not that really interested anymore. Yeah. He did good. He did fine. I mean, he did great, actually. He's a charming guy. He really is. He is if he's representing guy. your brand or IP, you feel uh, you feel confident that he's yeah. going to answer that question really well. Yeah, right on. Well enough. Well enough, yeah. Well enough. Welcome to uh, the last episode of the 60s before we head into that's the into right. 70s. This is the very last one. Heading into the 70s We're heading right week. into the 70s, yeah. That's right. Well, you just true. came back from... Uh, from vacation. Yes. and uh, Something and like vacation is what we call it. It was vacation-like. Vacation-esque. Yeah. Yep. You came back from vacation-esque. Uh, you went down to Southern California. Yep. San Diego, Southern California. Spent a little time in Newport on Balboa Island. Yeah. And then hung out in San Diego. Skipped all the theme parks there. That it, we didn't were... you do the, the, the Jungle Safari? The uh, We the, did, yeah. What, what's it called? The uh, Wild Animal Track? They've changed the name. Now it's called, I think, it's now owned by the San Diego Zoo and I guess has right. been since 2009 or something like yeah. that. Um, it's called Wild Animal Park now or Wild yeah. Animal. It's, it's not... It's where you drive your. You used to be able to drive your cars through there. I they guess must so. not. They must not do that now. Very much no. Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine you cannot trust anybody in their car. Not when there's rhinos around. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What yeah, a fun. mess that would be. <laughs> it was. Yeah. So they have. You know, we hung out there. It was really, 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 really hot. Yeah. So we got really, 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 really good in parking. San Diego. Yeah. It's 82 in San Diego every day. How could it be that hot? It was 142 at the Wild Animal Park, Ooh. so that, that was good. They wrap you in saran wrap before you, they, they take you out? Yeah, yeah, they sweat, you sweat it out. It was fun. <laughs> I mean, we went on the little tour, which was much shorter than I thought. And, you know, I, I like that. I like that tour. I, I wish I were in my own car. That'd be fun. That'd be yeah. fun. And then they have, like, you can... Here's the thing that's going on with theme parks, and it's concerning me. to me. Tell me. It's concerning to me. Uh this your phrase from one of our other podcast uh, one of other episodes kept coming in my head when we were walking around that was that you pay you pay for entrance not experience, experience yeah now. right and it's not like rampant at Wild Animal Park, but there are like a lot of other things you can pay there for there. They got the big like balloon. Like the upcharges? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got the big balloon. They got a swinging thing. You can get a better ride vehicle. It's like, you don't want to ride the tram, man. The tram just stays on this track. You want to get in one of the safari vehicles, yeah, you can pay. I mean, you can spend as oh, much can, money as you want. Yeah, you can go on this trip. Yeah. But you could really go on the trip if you pay a little extra. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. It was fun. It was hot. I hadn't been there in a, in a long time. Um, so I don't know. I was just kind of okay on it. All right. And then you said you had an interesting Universal experience yeah, that you wanted to share. We have Universal. Uh, we went over to Universal Studios at the end. We went actually two nights in a row because we we have uh, annual passes. Annual passes, now. right? And uh, we we pull up, and I had forgotten my wallet on the entire trip. Just left it, left Great. it, left it in Sacramento. So, why okay. do I? Why would it's I need good, that for a seven planning. day journey? 
<laughs> through Southern California. I got my phone. What are you? I can pay everything uh, on my I show, phone. I just show people pictures of my Instagram, and I'm like, it's me. It's me. You know, it's Aaron Robbins. <laughs> yeah. You know who I am. So uh, we go to Universal. Kids have been looking forward to it. They're just so excited. We've been like, we're going to go in the evening when it's cool because we'll go for two days. We don't have to pay to get in, so we can go twice. Yeah. And they're just like, you know, I've promised this up and down the alley and the block and the street. They're ready to go. Uh, we get there, and Teresa goes, hey, don't you need your driver's license to get in? Like, Oh, when, just show like your, yeah, uh, your like, photo? Yeah, we yeah. asked when we bought the season passes <clears throat> if we need that. And they're like, yeah. Yeah, you need to show a driver's license, and I was like, "Oh man, I, I just don't have it." So, what do you what do you do? Yeah, what do you do? So, she's like, well, do you go you to wanna... a DMV down in uh, yeah, in, in, in so University like, City. Yeah, I was like, I don't have like I guess I don't know what we do. We we we'd already paid for parking, so I was like, "Well, just take me up, just take me up to the Globe, like go in the limo parking. I'll jump out, run through security, and just see if I can get in." Yeah. So we did that. She drives. Teresa drove up, dropped me off at like you know the the Uber spot. Yeah, I run through security. There's nobody there. It's I love late, the idea that like your CRV is like pulling into where hey, the stuff guy. <laughs> where you the ever seen uh, you ever are. seen Yakima racks? <laughs> we don't have any attachments for. We're saving up. Uh, eventually, we're gonna get some bike bike parts. I know this car's a lot shorter than the other cars you see coming through here. <laughs> and gunmetal silver. <laughs> but uh, so I ran in, <laughs> went through the. Uh, I went through the security, blows right through. I go up to the thing, and I'm so nervous. Uh, you know, I'm just I'm by myself. <laughs> I'm going fast. Uh, I'm thinking, am I gonna even get in? Or I'm gonna have to tell my kids that we can't go. Like, you yeah, know, even look for yeah. it. We just can't go at all this trip. So I get up to a turnstile, and the guy's like, uh, I give him my ticket, and he's like, Oh yeah, put your put your index finger on the on the the you know the scanner. Yeah. And at Universal, there's the fingerprint scanner, and then around it is a is a a dog paw, like painted in obviously like black paint, like vinyl. And it's like this is where you put your paw. Oh, to go okay, to Universal. Put your paw. Yeah, okay. And gotcha. in the middle, of that's the scanner. And I'm so like rushed uh, that I I put I put my hand on, on the dog paw uh-huh. on the scanner, and the dude's just that would make sense. though. you see a dog paw, you think you put your entire hand on there. Yeah, I mean, there's a very clear like electrical readout thing. There. All right. And so the guy's just looking at me, and he's like, "You just put your index finger on the." thing and i'm like you're like oh i put my nose on it <laughs> i'm like i snuggle scan up scan my it. ear oh Is that yeah what you do? so i don't know i was 45 by myself and i just <laughs> and so i was like yeah and so i put my finger on it and i'm like i'm i'm really sorry that that happened and he's like it happens all the time man it's okay yeah it's got a, it's a picture of a hand why wouldn't why wouldn't you uh, think it's most not a picture of a hand it's a picture of a, a dog paw, paw. Well, no i understand I that but, a dog right no i understand but the, the symbology there yeah. is that you would put your hand a, a dog i don't know if you know this dogs don't have hands they have okay, hand, paws gotcha. and so you would think if they have the entire <laughs> yeah. picture of a paw that would make sense i put my hand on there if they wanted cl- you to have a finger, they would have a picture of a finger. Yeah, it's clearly pointing. metal. It's clearly like a vinyl thing. Like there's there's right. no way this is. I'm trying to give you grace. I here. appreciate it. I had to own it. I, I looked I looked at the cast member and I was just like, I'm sorry you had you had to see me do that. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, It's okay, it happens all the time. Did they let you through? Did you get through? Yeah, yep. So we oh, got good. in and, right. and we we universaled it up, went on the new Jurassic Park ride. Good time. Fun trip. Yeah, really good, awesome. really fun universal stuff. Oh, and I saw Max from Saved by the Bell. The yeah, real Max. Yeah, you were the real Max. <laughs> yeah, he was in costume. He was right next to the tram walking towards us. And Ed Alonzo. Yeah, yeah. Ed Alonzo, who you, I'd forgot you'd met, and then you told me I remember because I was so excited that I was like, like he's in his Max costume. Yeah, he's wearing like his Max costume. Yeah, and he had yeah. he had the makeup ring like around his neck so it didn't get on his costume. Yeah. And he was just he was just walking just walking towards the tram, and both Teresa and I were like, were you the that's... only one? Probably only one on the tram that recognized yeah, who that was. I, I think definitely. <laughs> yeah, everybody else Jessica was like, oh, minions. Because it was, it was right. <laughs> like, next no, to, that's not that's not a minion. That's yeah. an actor. Yeah, his name is Alonzo. <laughs> yeah, uh, so that was fun. That was like I don't know. It was it was weird for me to like be like yeah, that's a guy I grew up watching. Yeah, yeah it was exactly. Fun. It's fun. I liked it. 
That's awesome. And that's the yeah. great thing about Universal Studios is that you are on a live lot. Yeah. And like if for you get TV the shows. For TV shows. But yeah. if you get the opportunity, you can sometimes see or music videos. Yeah. I've been on there while they were American shooting American Ninja Warrior. Or American Ninja what's Warrior. The most, what's the best thing you've seen on the studio tour? Like a per, like a, a actor yeah. performance. Yeah. Uh, when I was there one time, they were shooting an Offspring video. Oh, really? And so I got to see the band Offspring oh, shooting their video. That was also great. the place, though, that I met uh, Dave Foley from News Radio. Yeah, Kids really? In the Hall, but he wasn't on set. He was actually in the park. I caught him in the park. Just hanging out? He was like headed to uh, an attraction. Wow. I don't know. I think he was probably there doing some filming and had a day in the park or something. But that's, yeah. So that was where I had a celebrity brush. Kids in the Hall. Point. Dave Foley. Yeah, Dave Foley. Wow, right. A on. flick from flick a Bugs from Life. The Bugs Life. Yeah. yeah. How was your week? While well, I was uh, lapping up, I was going to wear shorts today so I could show you my farmer's tan. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, your farmer's tan or yeah. your shorts? <laughs> both. Both are really oh, good. Okay. But yeah, my farmer's tan. I rode. I rode pretty much every day we were down there. Went on like probably a two hour two hour bike ride bike on ride? various yeah. places around Los Angeles. Almost got mugged. Uh, nice. So that was that was pretty fun. So it was that LA visit. Yeah, it was a typical yeah. LA visit where yeah. I was like, this guy is so polite. Like, he clearly wants to steal my phone and my bike. Like, he's giving me all the signs, but he's being very professional very about polite. it. Yeah. So I had time to. Uh, yeah, to is he going to give me a headshot or is he going to shoot me in the head? I'm not <laughs> yeah, sure which one's going to happen. I going to happen. Yeah. Uh, I was actually on the phone while while it was happening. <laughs> Great. Uh, so I shoved the phone in my uh, in my jersey pocket and rode out of there as quickly as possible. It's a good thing you have uh, a road bike. I uh, yeah, and, but my farmer's tan. That was a whole story. It was just say my farmer's tan is on point. I'm in, I'm impressed. I'm it's, excited. It's a Neapolitan ice cream sandwich. All oh, day delightful. Long. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> <laughs> My week was good. Uh, it was, it, it, it always feels off kilter when yeah. we don't have near constant conversation going. Yeah. But it was good. It, yeah. was, a, it was a good good week. I'm, I'm heading out this week. I'm going to go to Nashville for for a little while. A little family vacation, a yeah. little work vacation. Not work vacation, but work trip and yeah. family vacation. It's going to be good. <laughs> I'm going to tell something that nobody else knows on yes. the podcast. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, about you. Oh, uh-oh. <laughs> Yeah. Are you ready? I don't know. Uh, you have the best dog ever. <laughs> I'm in love with your dog. Like, Trooper, your dog. My dog, Trooper, is oh, delightful. I just love that dog. I, you guys came over. This is this is something that I don't think a lot of our listeners knew. Yeah. You guys came over before you left for vacation. Yeah. And we had a, we had a barbecue. Yeah, we did. And we just sort of hung out for a couple of hours and the kids all got to be able to play together. And it was like. And by play, you mean scream? Scream yeah. loudly and also grill us with questions about our own podcast. Yeah. Like demand performances um, from Your daughter us. would not let me eat until I sung. She made me literally sing for food. I know. And you're looking at me like, what am I, what's my play here? <laughs> what do what I do? What am I supposed to do? And I go, Is I she don't know, serious? Sing. She's telling you to sing. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean you don't know what to do? She's being very serious. Like she's not joking. Yeah. And then I, then we started singing. I looked around and your oldest was video, video recording. Re- I know video. Just it very was. Very production centric household. Very much. Like, they expect a lot out of us. Uh, we're a very yeah. performance-centric uh, yeah. place. And we had so much fun having you over. And you got to meet Trooper. Yes. And Trooper is a big, bouncy. He's <sighs> half golden retriever, half Labrador retriever. And he's just all bounce and all fluff. Yeah, and, he's a great dog. Yeah, and but not but not big. He's not huge. He's yeah. like a medium sized dog. I'm really glad you got a chance to to meet him. And you were so, you and the girls were just so pleased to play with him. He was oh, he's he could, great. He was in seventh heaven. So different than our dog that I was. I was. It was nice to play with a real dog. <laughs> a real dog. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to a dog that what does not interact with you. Yeah, like a, like a cat dog. That's oh, just yeah, like no, I'm not really doesn't being touched right have now. To I don't even really want you to stand next to me. Is, is there just? Can you guys go to a different room? This is my room. Should we talk about some news? Do we Let's have news to talk about? Has anything happened since I've been gone? We watched Jungle Cruise. I watched Jungle Cruise too. We got a chance to watch Jungle Cruise a week before it came out. 
Yeah, and we'll talk about that experience after, after the we, news. After the news, right on. It's time for news. Oh. Remain seated, please. All right, so all yes. of our news is Jungle Cruise-centric Not mine. this week. Oh, it isn't? <laughs> no, I think uh, I have two. Two non-Jungle Cruise-centric oh, news items. T- tell me, why, do you want to... Fortunately, Scott, I got another one of these stories. I got another Uh-oh. one of these stories. Carl's bad dad creates Disneyland at yeah. home for daughter's birthday. Aren't we done with this by now? No, Isn't no, the pandemic past us? No, no, we're just getting going on these. What is this? What What is this? Carl's bad Disneyland? It's not bad. He did Star Tours in his garage. Oh yeah, I've seen <laughs> that seen one. It and he like does it? Tell Tell people what you saw. Okay, so yes, this is one of those ones where it is impressive when yeah. you see it. This dad built a recreation of the Star Speeder three thousand. And yeah, they got a cardboard or whatever. Made you, it out of cardboard. You sit inside of it, and it's on some kind of pivoting. It's on or like another. some yeah, some sort of gimbal or whatever that yeah. is. And then he has put a movie screen in front and shown the old footage of the original Star Tours yeah. ride, and then moved his kids around in time with the uh, with the the, Which is the film a skill. Like, that's yeah, a, that's it's a, a skill. That's a skill that goes so on your resume. He's banking left and right, and he's yawing and pitching? Yeah. Is that, is that what you do? And, and, you yaw and pitch? Jiggling and vibrating jiggling, and yeah. landing? And, and that is impressive, I will really say. Impressive. And the And the Star Speeder looks, is decorated the way it should be. This one gets a big thumbs up. Big thumbs up big for thumbs me too. Up. I think he also did the teacups and some other things inside the house, but that but to be able to know the ride well enough to to actually manually do, do the motion control. Totally. Way to go, Dad. Way to go, Dad. Bravo. You get the, the Bob Sabantha's thumbs up yeah, for... it's, it's called the. We'll allow it. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You you did something that is worth us saying. Way to go! You did it. As opposed to that's not Disneyland. That's not Disneyland, and that's Don't not a new d- story. Stop reporting this. Yeah, yeah. Good job, good job, Carl's bad dad. In addition to Carl's bad dad's recreating yeah. Disney uh, beloved attractions, yes, we had famous Hollywood celebrities go to. Disney Hollywood or Disney attractions. Yeah. Disney attractions. Some of them for the first time. For the first time. And How exciting. The Jungle Cruise premiere yeah. happened at Disneyland a couple of days ago. And of course, it was a star studded cast and all took place in front of the Jungle Cruise. What do you mean the premiere happened? They showed it there or they just, they just gallivanted and I think they just gallivanted. I think they did. I think that's what they did. I think that they, they did. Uh, a normal period, you walk down a red carpet, you go through, you do the press thing, you do high, and then you go in and everybody watches the movie. Is that not a thing we do anymore? Is, are these now just. I think you just watch on Disney Plus. <laughs> that's what they did. Yeah. They all just kind of spread out in the park and watched it on their iPads. On their, on their phones. Yeah. <laughs> just on their phones yeah. watching this bombastic, gigantic movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, as Is that not what a movie premiere is, though? Everybody shows up. It's like the Oscars, but you watch a movie. You go in and you watch yes, the I actual agree. movie. I, I agree. Listen, all, all I'm going off of is what the Los Angeles Times reported. Okay. Which is that the Jungle Cruise premiere took place at Disneyland. Yeah. And... Th- they had The Rock and Emily Blunt there, and and so oh, you know other. what they probably uh, they probably played it on the Phantasmic water spray. Oh, maybe that's what they did. Yeah, that makes. I'm sense still maintaining that everybody's just on their phones watching this <laughs> yeah. thing. They just handed out phones maybe. in line for the Jungle Cruise. You just you just wait in line and watch it on your phone. I mean, they they have done premieres at Disneyland before. Pirates, uh, I believe, premiered at Disneyland, so maybe they actually did a screener there. Yeah. But what the LA Times ran was just a bunch of red carpet affairs with uh, red carpet going through. 
uh, Adventureland, Mickey wow. in his Jungle Cruise skipper Love and it. get up. And apparently that was maybe the first time Emily Blunt rode. I think it was. Cruise. And uh, and one of the other actors was his first time, as I learned in the press conference. I knew that Emily Blunt thing. I knew she hadn't ridden it. You knew that? Yeah. I, Which, I I, that, that, again, I, I paused during, our, during the press conference while you and I were watching this. And I went, Emily Blunt, who played Mary Poppins, yeah. who's like in the Disney family for a while, married yeah. to John Krasinski, like a beloved, uh, not, not Disney person, but just like a beloved Hollywood yeah. star. Yeah has a family they've never been on the jungle cruise before she just she's doesn't never been ride on jungle it. cruise and <laughs> she just doesn't ride it yeah they he so John, john, john takes him on there maybe that's uh, what and he is. tells office jokes while while he's on there and she's like I've, I've seen i've seen all the episodes i don't like you and pam i don't like that whole situation could be and so i'm not gonna write it her her character in the jungle cruise didn't know how to swim yeah so maybe she also doesn't know how to swim she's afraid at yeah. some point the 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 jungle cruise boat's gonna take on water She's gonna be jumping in. She's like, I'll be, I'll be across the dark water. I'll be at the Bengal Tiger, eating stuff. Yeah, and then one of the other guys too. Do you think that's weird to not have ridden a ride that you were in a movie starring for? Is that not a thing? Do I think it's weird, or does Hollywood think it's weird? No, you personal Scott Storm. Yeah, I believe you should do your research. Okay, (laughs) okay. I think it's important to know the job that you're about to do. Part of that job is understanding the IP story, etc., that you are about to spend. What? many months many months uh, on a shoot and hundreds of millions of dollars hundreds of millions of dollars the By rock's the ridden it like a boss though he's ridden oh, enough he for all it. of us yeah he's on, he's on it all yeah. the time in fact yeah. if you go to disneyland sometimes now, you get him yeah you get him as a skipper yeah they did premiere it at disneyland okay way. i'm taking a look at uh taking a look at photos any idea where that movie actually shows captain eo theater in the castle it looks like it's outside oh wow it's like this it looks like they did an outdoor screening is what it looks like Oh, you know where it is? No, I want to. It's where uh, uh, Mickey and the Magical Map take place and takes place. Oh, for real? Yeah. Wow. So it's the outdoor. Fancy, the Fancy Land Theater. That makes sense. Yeah. So that's where that's where it is. They better have an 8K projector. Not, it better not be the same same technology they use for their for their press conferences. I hope not. Yeah. That press conference is a little rough. Well, it's a little rough. It's a little rough. All right. What's your next? Uh, what, what's your next news item? My next news item is uh, going along this Jungle Cruise train. Yeah. 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 The Rock apparently designed a Jungle Cruise skipper hat. Oh, cute. Skipper ear hat yeah. that is going to be at Shop Disney right now, uh, a limited run. It's basically the the tiny little cap that he wears yeah. in the Jungle Cruise. Just, which we'll just to be clear, his cap is normal size. It's not like he's wearing a it tiny little It looks very cap. tiny. <laughs> I know, but it's a normal size hat. It's a hat. tiny little cap that he wears. <laughs> it's a normal size hat on, on an on enormous a very, body. Right, on Okay, a very so the perspective head. is what is, right, yeah. is throwing us off. Yeah. So I guess it's a normal size cap that you can yeah. buy right. that has Mickey ears on top of it. Oh, okay, right on. Yeah. Have they not done that before? This is like the white captain's hat type of thing. It's the white, yeah, it's this tiny little white captain's hat. <laughs> it's just a normal size captain hat with Mickey ears. That's kind of cool. I yeah, like I think that. it's neat. I mean, so you can buy that at Chop Disney right now. That's the, and apparently he designed it. I don't know what that means. Maybe one day he took his tiny little cap that he was wearing on set and then he just cut some like black cardboard circles and put it <laughs> yeah. on top. And he's like, look at this. Isn't You're this like, hey, Rock, where do you think the ears should go? Oh, uh, my leg on the side. No, I just put them right on top. Oh, okay. designed by The Rock. Designed by The Rock. I think Ears on top, designed by The Rock. So there you go. So you can buy The Rock's Jungle Cruise ears at Shop Disney right now. That was the <laughs> right on. other big Jungle Cruise news yeah, that came out this week. What? What is that? That was the other big Jungle That's Cruise That's just it? News. That's just it? You can buy a, a tiny little cap designed by The Rock. All Disneyland news is Jungle Cruise related this week. If you search Disneyland yeah. in Google, it's just all Jungle it's Cruise. It's just all Jungle Cruise. 
Hey, Scott, the San Francisco Gate asked the question, are there really 999 ghosts in the Haunted Mansion? Wow, hard-hitting reporting, San That's, Francisco Gate. <laughs> yeah, the, of all the issues happening in the world, it's important that we uh, we find out if Disney's telling the truth. And if they're not telling the truth, we're going to lose our minds about it. Yeah, so I don't know, some reporter from this thing decided to go and had go to deadline. Disneyland. Some reporter had a deadline. <laughs> and also wanted to go to Disneyland. Is like, hey, can I work remote? Uh, from Anaheim, they're like, I mean, yeah. I don't think so. I mean, no, no, it's for a story here. though. No, oh, it's what's for a the story you're chasing? Uh, some, some some deep journalism. Yeah. yeah, I'm just seeing if Disney if if they can count or if I can count. That's the story. So they they waited in the in the queue and counted every gravestone. I think every picture of a ghost. Uh, just any any inference to a, a yeah. How a do you dead... qualify a ghost in the in a haunted mansion? Well, it, 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 Scott Storm it turns out you don't. Oh, okay. What, what you do is just count what you can see, and, and what they came up with is that there's actually 186 ghosts in there. There, but who can who can really count? Who's to say all the who can count and, before you go yeah. through the seance room? You have no idea how many ghosts are. In yeah, there. and so it's really a non. It's a non. It's it's one of those internet things that sounds more exciting than it really is. Yeah, because you're like, well, but how are you? I mean, who cares? <laughs> is that what you mean? <laughs> I mean, I care. I care. It would be it would, the only win to that story is like there actually are there actually are nine hundred ninety nine things hidden throughout there. I'm sure there are. Yeah, you just haven't found them yet. SF Gate. Yeah. Do oh, repeat trip. That's yeah, there's that a couple more articles. Yeah. Right. I believe that there are 900. Hey, if you want to have fun with this videos. news item, uh, you go to Disneyland yourself. You count them. You see if you come up with 186. You do it. Count it. And, and see. They count and, all the, the instruments floating in the seance room? I believe so. And how many people are playing those? We don't know. You don't know? How many don't people know. does Could it play a harp? them off. Single harping is difficult. It's challenging. Yeah. You need a holder. You need a, str- a bottom strummer and a top strummer. That's right. Everybody knows that. You, at least three to a harp. Yeah. All the time. By standard ringing harping. your bells, you 700 bell ringers. Yeah. Yeah. 999 all day long, SF gate. Let's go back and do a recount. I demand a recount. I demand a recount. Hanging Chad. That's right. <laughs> that's, that's a good uh, year 2000 uh, yeah. reference there. Yeah. Way well, also Hanging oh, Chad. Oh, that's his name. Yeah. Oh, the Hanging Chad. Right here. Man, you nailed it. Right that's now, great. bobsleds and banthas. That's as good as it's going to get during this episode. Oh, it sure is. So it's <laughs> not going to get any better. Yeah. No other news items? Good. This will be a quick I, episode. We so. need to get to the main thing we're talking about yes. which is jungle cruise review jungle cruise review and screener access am i allowed to review the app yeah <laughs> you can re- i oh, can re- that, review the process that coming up next All on right. bobsleds and bamboos I'm trying to do what is this song? Right I don't know what it was. Welcome to the jungle. Oh, oh, I see. Exactly. It's like five minutes until yeah, we get yeah. into the beginning. Until you finally get into it's a great welcome to the jungle cruise review. We've got fun and games. We've got everything you need. Honey, we know the name. Yeah, I'm Emily Blunt. Yes. The Rock. Okay, keep going. This is where it gets a little dodgy. Other people. Right. Edgar Ramirez. Jesse Plemons. Yes, that's correct. Paul Giamatti. I know. Yeah. I was so glad to see him in there. He was not in the movie enough. But yeah, he was not in there. Not in the movie enough, but he was a great character. Yeah. So Jungle Cruise yes. comes out this week. We yep. were granted 
early review access, which is very nice of the Walt Disney Company yes, to provide that to I us, enjoyed, to our I little am, show. I enjoyed getting your app and getting all logged in there. It's fun. We should talk about what this experience was like. Sure. You actually had the opportunity to go down to a press screening in Los Angeles. You were in Los Angeles at the time. Yep. And you did not, you chose to not do it. So we both ended up watching it through yes. a screener provided to us yeah I, I mean maybe i could have it's a little dodgy part of town and we had one car and so i was, was like, at the el cap man what do you mean a dodgy part of town I mean, yeah it no, is, it is it a is very a dodgy, dodgy part, of part of town i was like am i gonna like, <laughs> but historic historic horse, part of town. historic yeah, yeah it's yeah. definitely historic and i was like i don't know my, my family like drop me off there and then just drive around no drive back to the hotel For, like yeah what, like three uh, hours i don't know just, if they could yeah. find it maybe i take the car but then they're stranded at the hotel and then and, the story is oh, we had to drop dad off so he could go watch this movie that we all want to watch together together <laughs> but we're not allowed to watch it. He has a podcast, though. Do you have a podcast? Well, some of them do. Some of them do. Yeah. So anyways, I elected to watch it via the screening app. Yes. Which is, I think, a Disney app. I don't know. I think they're the only studio that uses it, maybe. Which I feel like if most banks could implement the security measures required of <laughs> the screening app. Because it's impossible app, to log in. Yeah, there would never be identity fraud again. No, not at all. You can't You can't get your money today. How about tomorrow? We'll see. We'll see. Try again tomorrow. Maybe. Yeah. You can ask then. And yeah. if you don't answer the questions exactly the right way <laughs> yeah. within a 10 second time frame, the yeah. answer will be no. You can try again tomorrow. Totally. You have to, you have to have an email address. You have to have a password. Yep. You have to be on a list. Yep. You have to call somebody yep. and they give you a secret handshake. Yep. You bump that into the iPad with yep. your fist and then they give you a one, one time, uh, two factor authentication yep. code. Um, a couple of the numbers of the two-factor authentication code are not correct, though. Yep. <laughs> so you'll have to change go it again on your own until, yep. until, until you get it. And then but, you call an actual real person <laughs> yeah. that then helps you navigate it, this. It worked fine. I'm sure you got logged in with ease. I, I had to text you incessantly. <laughs> it took me six hours to get logged in. But, but when you got logged in, great. it worked fine. Yeah. I, I, I have to tell you real quick, uh, it's watermarked with your name on yes, it. Yes, right. So uh, the entire time it says Scott Storm. Yes, yeah, it's watermarked. So if you movie. upload it to YouTube or share it or take pictures of it or whatever, they right. in theory have a way of saying that was your copy. Yep. <laughs> you don't get screeners anymore. Correct. One of my kids, about 15 minutes in the movie, they, they said something that was like, I don't get it. Which character is Scott Storm? And I was like, no, no. <laughs> And I was like, no, it's Scott, it's Scott Storm. It's like his thing. So his name's up there to make sure everything's cool. And they're like, yeah, but like, I mean, is he the tiger or which one, which yep. one is, is Scott Storm? He's, he's the tiger. <laughs> they think I got my own character in the Jungle Cruise They movie? thought, they thought they were just not sure why your name was up there the entire time. Right. I think they were reading it as maybe a subtitle, like Scott Storm speaking. And all he says is the date. Speaking of subtitles, can yeah. we just get into the screen? Did you? see any subtitles in this movie no okay i didn't either right. and i could only chalk that up to the screener itself because yeah. there there are scenes where people are speaking spanish yeah and you and you i mean there's two different ways to go there the the movie print itself has subtitling as part of the finished print Correct. because it's like or the built-in subtitle text that you access through a subtitle menu right. this didn't have any of that no Maybe that's an artistic choice. Or maybe it was know. an artistic choice. And I thought at first it was an artistic choice. I, I, actually, there was a point where there are characters speaking German as well. Yeah. And I thought, okay, well, this whole scene is taking place in German because you can understand what's going to happen, which I thought was... Are you talking like, about Jim Gaffigan's character? <laughs> I'm just joking. It's not Jim Gaffigan. It's not Jim Gaffigan. It's actually a guy from uh, Friday Night Lights, one of the characters... Okay. Did you ever watch Friday Night Lights? Uh, no. It's a character... Uh, well, never mind. Then All right. Don't you care. Character in Friday Night Lights. I like seeing him reprise. Right I like I like seeing him get work. He's a yeah. good character. Yeah, a yeah. good actor. Anyways, they're no all speaking subtitles. German. Yeah. And I thought like, oh, okay, well, this scene is is 
short enough where you can glean what they were saying right. without need of subtitles. But then there was another point in the movie where uh, there is Spanish being spoken for like a good three minutes. Yeah. And no idea what any of them are saying at all. Totally. And and also not from the actions that take place in that scene can you glean what they are talking yeah. about. So I think it was a I think it was an issue with our with our print. Other question that I was asked about yes. the screen, I would love to give your feedback on this is uh, Kennedy asked me, is this the final cut of the movie, some of these parts seem a little unfinished. And uh, what were your thoughts on that? Did you notice that at all? Uh, so the, the the screener that we got, I believe the resolution was not HD. Yeah. And I believe that there was like Dolby Atmos was not in this. I, I think that this was a uh, rough review screener. Okay. Uh, and but so, like the, but, the but as, far, as far as all the shots go, I it is a finished product as far as I'm yeah. aware. This is not an, an early or rough cut. This is the final version, which is interesting because my wife at one point said, was this movie supposed to be in 3D? And I said, <laughs> yeah. no, I don't believe so. Yeah. And she's like, it looks like it's shot for 3D, yeah. which there are a couple of scenes yeah. that do look like it's absolutely. shot for 3D. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. A couple other ones. It was hard to tell. I watched it on a on an Apple Watch, which I'm not sure if you that's You watched the, it on an Apple Watch? Yeah, if that's, that's the a, I think the way the, the director intended it to be. I just wanted to have the premiere experience. Everybody was doing it. I was like, yeah, watch well, it, yeah. Watch it on my way, refrigerator. You watch it. Yeah. How do you want to tackle this review? I think we're going to go no spoilers and then spoilers. Okay. We're going to try really hard to do no spoilers because when you're listening to this, you probably have not seen it yet. And you're asking yourself, should I see it? What did the, what did the Bantha boys think? Right. They're both huge Jungle Cruise fans. Huge Jungle Cruise So they're going to take a little more hard line, a little more... Uh, you know, a little more hard approach at it because they're such fans of it. Someone who loves this property, loves what this attraction is, yeah. translated into a film, how does this rate? And if you told little rate, Aaron, you would have told yeah. little Aaron, hey, when you grow up, there's going to be a Jungle Cruise movie. How excited would have you been? And does this movie live up to that childhood excitement of knowing that your favorite ride at Disneyland got its movie? I agree. I right on. My name is Dr. Lily Houghton. My brother and I are looking for passage up river. What's out there in the jungle? It's not a fun vacation. Well, I'm not here for a vacation. Legend has it that there is a tree that possesses unparalleled healing power. It will change medicine forever. And you need someone to help you find it. Here we go. Sometimes it just needs a bit of a... Nobody touches my engine but me. What did I just... There you go. <laughs> I feel like the spectrum here is there is Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl okay. is on one side. Okay. Eddie Murphy's The Haunted, Haunted Mansion, Mansion is on the other side. Yeah. Okay. Does Where does this rate in between those? Does it exceed either area? Yeah, does it push the boundary? Does it push the possible boundary? possible on one way or the other? Because, <laughs> you know, again, a point of historical context, when The Curse of Black Pearl came out, it was a, I would say there was a monumental like, huh? Like they're making a they're making a movie. Wait, it's about people that ride a boat in a theme park. How are they? How can you even this? make that a movie? How can they even make this a movie? Is it about waiting in line? I don't understand. I don't understand. How do you would you ever? Oh, make it's about a movie? boarding. It's about like how many are in your party? We got four. That's All right. right. Row three. It's it's a it's about uh, getting into a boat and your shoes get wet. Yeah, because there's and sort of a little of like, bit of your a little bit of your posterior. A little bit of your posterior. Yeah, they kind of they kind of set the bar in terms of like this is a theme parked. Uh, theme park attraction story yep. IP that's fully realized into the world that maybe the right hints at or nods at. And for me, we could do a full review on Curse of the Black Pearl another time. For me, I love Curse of the Black Pearl. I think it is a fantastic. Curse of the Black Pearl is the first one. The first one, dude. It's 
amazing. It's fantastic. And I think they completely, pun intended, blew it out of the water. Absolutely. In terms of translating this ride to a real world. Let's hit it. I mean, the story, it's really, so it didn't good. need so to be tight. that good. It's good. Right. Uh, the music. Yep. The acting. It's the, the Johnny costuming. Depp. The yeah. Johnny Depp level is perfect in that film. Yeah, it's fantastic. And they do something that is not done in the ride, which is weaving in the supernatural story into uh, into the movie. Completely fits, and it's very surprising. Very surprising and really effective. Yeah. And then when you look back into the ride, even before they started doing the overlays to right. fit the movie, you go, "Oh, I can see how I can see how that supernatural story sort of connects," yeah. even though. It, unintentionally in the ride because again you start with skeletons and then you go into pirates and you can sort of uh, trick your brain into believing that there is a supernatural element within pirates of the caribbean the sure. ride that is fitting within the movie yeah it's not an it's not an easy thing to do and i think you know if uh if they tell scott storm in absolute at 12 go make a jungle cruise movie i think we just we just take it scene by scene and try to try to tell a story based yep. on every scene in the ride which is probably not the right way to do it but it's really hard i think it's a really hard thing to do to say take this thing that's not really a story in itself it's not character driven at right. least uh, the jungle cruise pirates of the caribbean the ride haunted mansion they're not really story driven to the person writing them there is yeah. a story there and then develop that into a full movie incredibly difficult very hard to know what to do with that like what you don't just recreate the ride but as a movie like what do you really do there yeah i mean i think with jungle cruise like that that mission right take jungle cruise and turn it into a movie it, it, to me it's like it'd be like taking hee-haw or laughing and saying make a movie out of hee-haw yeah because the essence of the move the essence of that ride is just a lot of pun based groan inducing jokes yeah through these different show scenes that is fun and light and there isn't this deep there isn't a narrative yeah there's a of, setting of there's a setting and there's a style but there's not there's not a you know there's not an Indiana Jones sort of like character driven thing. And right. there's not a Pirates of the Caribbean sort of uh, culture driven thing yep. there. The, the ethos of being a pirate and the, you know, a pirate's life for me is sort of the th back end theme of that movie, Curse of the Black Pearl. Right. So anyways, I think it's really hard to do very, that. Very, very challenging. And uh, what I thought they might do in my head and what they ended up doing really, really different. Um, that doesn't always mean it's bad or good. No. It's just It was very different than what I thought the movie was going to be. I was really looking forward to this film. Me too. When we talk a little bit about, again, in a non-spoiler fashion, why don't we talk about what this movie is? Okay. You want to you discuss what the plot of this movie is? Yeah, that's not spoilerish to talk about the plot on a, on a high level. I think at a 30,000 foot view, yeah. sort of these are the well, here's ideas what I understand here. the plot is about is that uh, Emily Blunt, whose name in the thing is... Uh, Dr. Lily Houghton. Dr. Lily Houghton. Um, is in search of a, of an artifact uh, that's in in the jungle that has some some properties to it, and she commissions a skipper, her and her brother. That's right. Whose name is also he also has a name, McGregor Houghton. McGregor Houghton. They they commission they McGregor. Yeah, that's what they call him. Yeah, McGregor. That's right. <laughs> Every that's once right. in a while, they commission a, a jungle cruise skipper played to, by Dwayne the Rock jo Johnson. Yep. Named Frank Wolf. Frank Wolf. Skipper Frank Wolf. Skipper, Skipper Frank Wolf to take them down uh, to find this, uh, this, this not the artifact because she has the artifact, but she used the artifact to unlock something That's in right. the jungle. And um, so a, they, a world saving quality. Yeah. Uh, it, will, it, will, it will change the way the world looks at things. Yeah. So they have this thing 
and they they commission Frank Wolf to take them down there, and it's about their adventures along the way, and and there's uh, there's there's more going on the, in the jungle than meets the eye. And That's it's, right. It's about them confronting that more and the story that exists there, and and in the end trying to set set everything right. Um, that's as much as I can do generally. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, Doctor Doctor Lily Houghton is Hit clean a, up for me. I'll I'll do what I can. Okay, I'll do what I I'll do I'll do best as I can. Uh, they, there's been a lot of talk by I believe The Rock himself has talked about how Emily Blunt's character is sort of the female Indiana Jones, and I think in a lot yeah. of ways that is a fair characterization. I think so. Educated, uh, educated archaeologist. She actually is a botanist in this film. Yeah. educated botanist. Uh, that is on this mission to, uh, she's made this discovery and she is going to see if this discovery is actually true yeah. uh, and brings her brother along with her on this high-flung adventure that can only be navigated through somebody who knows the Amazon and all of the yes. uh, rivers and tributaries it's of It's real deep in the jungle. Deep. They need somebody experienced to... It's like a secret uh, code enter on a game on a game. It's like A B A B select start right. whatever. But yeah. she's got to travel into the jungle. She's got to travel into it, the jungle to see if it actually works. Well, and, you do get a hundred free lives. That's awesome. Oh, what do you know? Yeah. Uh, and so Frank Wolf is the man who is in charge of doing that. He is a. I, I, his character is a scam artist. I don't yeah. think it is a spoiler to say that he is a jungle cruise skipper that has made his living taking people into the jungle uh, in with a manufactured. Uh, manufactured, manufactured danger, thrills, danger. Man, yeah, all that, all that. So kind of a very stuff. safe area of the jungle that he takes people through, but then it manufactures dangers within the jungle, not unlike the Jungle Cruise itself, mm-hmm. uh, in order to provide tourists a sense of adventure and danger and whatnot. And then uh, he is out of money and needing to have a, a big score uh, in order to. Was there something wrong with the engine, or am I still thinking of the Rocketeer? <laughs> no, there was a, there was an issue with the engine. Okay. The engine was repossessed uh, at one point, and so he needed. Basically, he Frank is in debt to a character played by Paul Giamatti. Yeah, and so he needs to make money back in order to be able to pay off Paul Giamatti, so he can continue to run his Jungle Cruise Navigation Company against Paul Giamatti's competitor, Jungle Cruise Navigation Company, and so he ends up taking this charter of Emily Blunt and her brother yeah. into the jungle. Right. And adventure ensues. Yeah, it's it's a really there's there's a lot of different types of movie. I I really like this plot structure of a movie, the dumb and dumber plot structure where the plot is moved forward by actual movement forward. Yeah. The motorcycle ride and the and the, the you know, in dumb and dumber and, and stuff like that. If you haven't seen dumb and dumber at least 50 times, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast. I don't know why you're why someone's hosting this podcast. <laughs> oh no. You're not a fan. Uh, well, really? It's okay. We can talk about another time. Okay. Uh, and so this movie, the, pl- uh, the plot is actually propelled forward by movement down the river. Yes. Which I like that kind like of that storytelling. Too. I'm really into it. So I, was, I, th- I thought that was neat, and I was excited uh, to finally get on the boat and, and see all the spectacles that I was going to see. Another thing that we forgot to mention is that uh, Lily is also being pursued by, uh, by a villain, Yes. Right, who is also after the same thing that she is after. And so not only is the movie about her trying to get and verify that this discovery that she believes she's made yes. is actually a discovery and then trying to find out where that discovery is located, right. she is also being pursued by a villainous by, by villains who also believe 
that they need to acquire that thing first. Right. So it is a, a race to see who will get there it, first. It, it is the plot of of every 1970s Hanna-Barbera racing cartoon. Exactly. Yeah. It is, It is. Uh, what was that called? Yeah. One of the drivers' name is Penelope. I know that because my daughter's name is yeah, Penelope. Penelope Vaughn. Nope, that's, that's yeah. from... Uh, 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 you know, Rec- and there's like that, count, that like count that like count guy. Yeah, what, what was it called? I, Man, I love that. The set pieces in this movie are amazing to me. Mm-hmm. They they built a physical set for the harbor that this the first act of this movie takes place in. Yeah, and I thought all of that. I thought the the introduction of Lily, the introduction of Frank, the lead up of Lily going into the harbor uh-huh. and chart and trying to charter a boat. The interplay between Frank and Frank sort of being a scam artist in order to get her. Uh, her uh, business was interesting. And then there is an action set piece that takes place within the harbor itself. And their effort to escape the harbor was really exciting. And, yeah. and just seeing that in and of itself was an awesome beginning to this film. Yeah, I think that, that is one of the things if we're, if we're starting our likes and dislikes or whatever, uh, that is one of the things I really liked. I really liked that harbor. I even liked when he's when the brother is speaking and trying to get money and get recognition for their project. He's speaking. It had a very uh, Atlantis that cartoon. Oh that, yeah, at the very beginning when he's yeah. sort of trying to. That's the Society of Explorers Adventurers. Yeah, that he's presenting. Is that of. who he's presenting yeah. to? That's yeah. dope, man. That's I really cool. And he's talking there and he's given the speech so many times and and so I like that. It reminded me of the opening scene of Atlantis when yes. Michael J. Fox is giving a similar speech, trying to raise money for an ex expedition to find Atlantis. These people are trying to raise money to go on this this river expedition thing right. or something. So I really like that. And then you get to the harbor and there's there's like a huge pro and a huge con. The huge pro is like it looks great. It, it, it looks it, so good. Yeah, it's like it's one of those places where you're like, wow, I mean, I would, I'd like to live there. I can get an adventure every day. It felt like the uh, Waterworld Epic Stun Spectacular set. Yeah, in, in the jungle. In the jungle. The problem with the jungle is that it's very dense in foliage, and so it's very hard to distinguish uh, forward momentum in a jungle because every scene looks the same. Right. So you really have to use waterfalls, rapids, uh, stuff like caves, things like that. Because it's not like you're traveling from a city uh, to the suburbs to a desert to a mountain. Right. You know where you need it, visual waypoints. Yeah, like yeah. in Lord of the Rings, that the the that those visual cues of journey are very distinct. Right. They feel very different. They have a different color palette. The color palette in the jungle is all the same. All green. And it's just that's just a problem with jungle jungle storytelling. But I loved that opening village. Yeah, I did too. I did too. The journey itself was enjoyable to me. I, I uh-huh. liked the journey itself, uh, and there's uh, a, a rapid sequence that is very exciting. There is danger around every corner. However, I would have liked to have seen more danger around every corner, and to your point, I think that there's a sameness yeah. throughout the movie because of the lack of visual cues, with the exception of the rapid scene where they have to navigate these rapids, and, and they're, they're, at a, they're at a fork in their journey. They have to determine whether they're going to take basically the safe way, which will take more time, or the more dangerous way, which will get them there quicker, Yeah, uh, and they take the more dangerous way to- uh, Basically again. the plot of every book written in the 1800s. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Just joking. And, there's, uh, uh, there's this part of the movie, I don't know if you felt this, but like- you're so excited about it. You're waiting to figure out like what type of movie is this? What is this movie? Yeah. And so you, you you know you're 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 being good. You're being very good and not asking questions or whatever. And uh, it takes a while for you to kind of learn what this movie. Is. It feels like almost through the whole thing, uh, the movie's 
is expanding and letting you know what it is and yep. what it's going to accompany and what it's going to be. Yep. Uh, and for me, I was looking looking for that early hook of like, okay, this is what it's going to be. It's going to be a buddy cop thing, or it's going to be this thing where they're just in this village the whole time and they're going to be running around and trying to say that. And, and it really does sort of really expand. It expands more and more. More it, and more, yeah. It, it builds a much larger world. Yeah. And I don't think that that was necessary for this yeah. movie. And that's one of the challenges I have with the movie, which we'll talk more about in spoilers. But yes, there is there is what could have been a very simple, tight adventure film that is not that. It is a much larger, we're going to make an epic story here that's going to span generations and centuries in some ways. And there's going to be this deep mythology that's built around the Jungle Cruise. Right. And I don't think it works ultimately. Yeah. I think it actually, I think the the size uh, and scope of what the Jungle Cruise IP is does not, it does not, is not able to do the heavy lifting of this world building that the movie attempts to yeah, do. Yeah, we sound uh, not like Bob Sleds and Banthas right now. We sound like we're being very safe and like careful with what we're saying. And I think that's fair for a spoiler section. But yeah, that's the comment I was making. Is it just, I was. I was an hour and 15, 20 minutes into the movie and I'm still like, whoa, I'm still like learning stuff. Like, okay, that's, yeah. this is what this is. Like, okay, I got to kind of reorient myself. I thought we were going to tell jokes. <laughs> it seems like, and it just <laughs> right. kept getting bigger and bigger, which is not always a bad thing. I would say uh, this is such a trope and such a problem in fantasy and sci-fi films where they just keep, they're just like, well, we need to explain. And another thing. And another yeah, thing. we need to yeah. explain to you more about this world. Also, there's like these, these colonists and it's like, also here, this, and it's like, whoa, man, just, Tell me a simple story. Yeah, uh, and so I was struggling at an hour and a half to 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 keep filling my brain with new information, right. Instead of understanding who are the characters, what's at stake, what are the things standing in the way of them solving that, and 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 just tracking with that. And the presentation just of that information also becomes a challenge because at some point this movie does shift and just become an exposition dump. It's yeah. just like literally scenes just explaining what the back what the backstory and the world of this is yeah. just so they can further the plot of what their current adventure is. Like yep. here's all centuries of backstory in order to explain what is happening here and it slows the movie down. So for me, the 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 excitement that I had of this movie started very very strong uh -huh. i was really hooked within the first scene me too and then when they got to the the port when they got to the village i was really invested in what was going on there the development of the rocks character and emily blunt's character and how they're going to get out on this this jungle cruise yeah and then them leaving the harbor all of it i was just 100 percent in and i was really excited about what this movie was going to do and then as the world started to expand as the movie started to go on, my interest started to wane more and more and more. Yeah. And I became less interested. Would you in say that your more. interest started to dwane? It started to dwane. <laughs> Let's talk about Dwayne for a second. Because we it. can still stick in non-spoiler territory. I think okay. we're getting pretty close to spoiler yeah. territory. One of the biggest challenges I have with this movie is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Okay. Now, I know that he is a national treasure. I know that everybody loves The Rock. I love The I Rock. I know he's super successful. And I know he is incredibly charming. Okay. All of those things are a given. Yeah. From the get-go, when this movie was announced and The Rock was going to be in The Jungle Cruise, uh -huh. the thought that kept coming back to me over and over again was whether or not The Rock as an actor, whether or not Dwayne Johnson as an actor could pull off the role of a Jungle Cruise skipper. Yeah. And because this movie is set in the beginning of World War I, which I don't think is a spoiler, but it's set that time period is set at the beginning of World War I, my thought is like, were there any human beings that looked the way yeah, were, The Rock looks? Were six eleven, yeah, three fifty. Like 
I mean, he is an enormous man. Yeah. And I, I'm sure even somebody that was as strong as the rock was in that time period does not look the way the rock looks like that person who has become this strong man has built his, his strength based on like meat and potatoes yeah. and probably tons of cigarettes. And that's not the way the rock has developed. Yeah, like his there's physique. an easier way to make money, bro. If you're that size right. post, <laughs> exactly. post world war one, if that's how that's you're taking your cannonballs to the stomach or whatever, yeah. like that's, you know, that's you what just your stand on the, is. on the, uh, on the dock and sing you're welcome and flex. And you're, you've got plenty of money to get that. Motor you don't back. need to be taking crude. Uh, it's dangerous. You know, guess out into the jungle. And so, so the you think whole it's an time, odd cast. It's an odd cast to me. Now I think, that Emily Blunt is a fantastic cast. Really good, yeah. Delightful, charming. I really like her brother too. I'm just going to come out and say well, it. I, whatever you whatever you think about the character and the character development, I think uh, his voice and the way he played the that role, the way he portrays that, that character, way, I thought it was dope. Great, I yeah. loved him as well. And and so I thought the two of them, the the two the siblings were really solid. And so a lot of my time watching this movie was trying to get myself sold on the Rock in this role because I just don't. Rock in this role. Yeah. That. Sold on the rock in this role because I just didn't buy it. And so for me, let me say the, the answers that I came to. Same. Oh, no. It's Ryan Reynolds. It's not Ryan Reynolds. It's totally Ryan Reynolds. You were going to say Ryan Reynolds. And uh, I don't have to answer this question because I have a very different opinion of the rock in this role. But you do? Yeah. Keep going, though. Tell, right, me, tell, me who, tell me who, you're, uh, who you would have cast instead of, 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 of rock and roll. I have two that come to mind. Okay. Probably even three. All right. Oscar Isaac. Uh-huh. Who played Poe Dameron. Uh-huh. Right? Um, Bradley Cooper, who okay. uh, d- d- a lot of people know Bradley Cooper looks like. He's a very handsome man in the Hangover trilogy, also the voice of Rock Raccoon. Mm-hmm. And those are the two I'll go with right now. Okay. I think either one of those characters, both of those actors have the same quality, which is sort of like this rugged, rough individual that just feels more sellable to me as that character of Frank Wolf than The Rock does. So I struggle with that throughout this entire you. movie. Yeah, I think the it really depends on what the vision for that character is and what the story is of whether or not you make that work. And I like The Rock is, uh, it's almost that like who he is is actually at odds with the job that he does, which mm-hmm. I like that as a story point that I like using. I think the danger of that movie is selling him as an action hero. And that's not how he should have been sold in that movie. He should have been sold as a, the, the, my frame, my size, this, this, these adventuring aspects are actually not good. They don't work here. I bump into everything. I knock everything. Or I can't be who I want to be, mm-hmm. which is this like smart, witty, experienced, nimble thing. And I'm not, I'm like this big guy in this boat. Yeah, it's just wrecking. Ball. And yeah, I'm just this wrecking ball. And I don't want to be like, I have a, inner part of me that's soft and observant and it just doesn't match this thing that I've been forced to and I think it goes well with some of the scam artery part of his thing of he's trying to be something that he's not stuck in a body that is is does not fit that environment do you think of, that comes of, out in his character not at all oh okay zero okay. percent yeah. uh, but I think you have somebody like The Rock you're gonna cast him eventually as a as a strong action hero kind of guy and that really does then downplay the 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 vulnerability and the confrontation of the character he seems like he can handle anything uh and so i just i wished they'd stuck more in the fallible Right. Uh, the foul of this person has become a con artist uh, because he didn't really fit into this jungle the way that other people have. He's not, you know, he's not Bradley Cooper. He's not somebody that that really could. He's not Indiana Jones. You'd think right. he would be, but he's not. And so he's had to. So I, I would have liked them to play up the faults more of, yeah, of so, this person. So what you're saying is you would like to have that character rewritten to fit 
the stature exactly. of the that's rock. exactly what right. i'm saying and what i'm saying is that character as written does not fit totally as the rock. right yeah and, it, and, I, and it was almost like they entered the uncanny valley it was like is yeah. this guy is this guy a witty uh like really th- like like kind of scummy jungle cruise guy or is this sort of like a true heart brave strong guy and they didn't hit either and so he's just in this gray so area in this gray area where i'm like I, I guess i care about him but i'm not 100 sure why i care about him yeah and to me i think that there's a real distinction and i'm just thinking of this right now so i'm not sure i can flesh out okay. my thoughts but i think there is a distinction to me between an action hero and an adventure hero okay and the rock is absolutely an action hero yes. i mean he is he fits into that schwarzenegger uh you know stallone type of mold yeah vin diesel type of mold yes. where it is an action hero sort of i a, think he's at the top of that game right a larger than life individual who takes on a larger than life role that only he can take on yeah. as opposed to an adventure hero who is sometimes who is a flawed individual who finds Mary. himself in the middle of stuff trying to scrap on his own wits and character in order to get out of scrappy situations. Yes. And again, Indiana Jones being the the prototype for that or the the uh, archetype for that. And you can see it in John McClane and Die Hard and those types of things. And I feel like this character Frank Wolf fits more into Indiana Jones, John McClane, Die Hard than he does in Schwarzenegger commando Ram John the Rambo is written for the Jungle Cruise fits into that more. The character is written for this movie yeah. fits into a scrappy you know uh, think on your feet type of guy who can't get out of any situation with brute force. Yeah. Right. Yeah, if if they'd written that way for for me I I I just the movie I thought I was going to watch and I wanted to watch was different than the one that I got to watch. Yeah. And so I don't know, that's for the spoiler section. So as a whole, let's talk as okay. a whole. Did this movie satisfy? Do you think it is worth going to movie theaters? Uh, and what would you like to see next from this film series? Yeah, I think that I think it does. I think it's a big movie. It's a big Disney movie. There's certainly uh, nothing wrong with it in terms of, you know, the 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 plot and the way that that moves forward. And there's, there's nothing wrong with it if, if you're there to watch that kind of movie if you think you're going to watch a cute small tight relationship movie um then this is going to be bigger than that Mm -hmm. and then you might start feeling tired by how big it is um so yeah i think it's 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 definitely definitely worth going to the theater for it's a big blockbuster movie with big blockbuster talent that has a really big plot yeah uh in it and handles all that stuff really nicely does that for me personally does that make it a movie that i'm like wow i cannot wait to see what they do next totally not like i have yeah. no interest in seeing what they do next yeah. with the jungle cruise uh because it is actually so big that i'm like man i don't is it, are we even talking about the jungle cruise what are we even, <laughs> right what are we even right. talking about uh what are we even talking about here and we'll talk more about that in the next section of the review but so i think it's totally worth it totally great film uh, I think it will be probably well reviewed, uh, and I think people are going to pick out the things that we pick out with it. Just the heaviness of the plot, yeah. uh, the inability to deal with that, and the time that they had. So I think it go. is an enjoyable film to watch. It sh- I think it should be watched on the big screen in a movie theater because of the nature of the way it was filmed. And I think you need it's, to be trapped to watch it. Yeah, you need to be trapped to watch it. <laughs> I think it's. I think it is ideal to watch in a big setting absolutely with great sound I, I mean i i the fact that we both watched it on screeners yeah i would have loved to have gotten my exposure to this in the movie theater i actually may go back to end up seeing it in the movie yeah. theater at some point uh because it is a big film it's a, it's a, a film that's bigger than an ipad it's bigger than your big screen tv it's something that really should be experienced in the theater it is it feels as 
satisfying as subsequent Pirates of the Caribbean movies felt. Wow. There's which is to say that it was... comment in there. <laughs> yes. Uh, but it does not feel as satisfying as the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Yeah, it feels very at World's End, maybe. Which is the one where he like goes upside down the little roller thing, and it's just the whole world spins. That's the third one, fourth one. Yeah, I don't we'll know. say it's Pirates Three. It's not in it. It's it's somewhere. It does not hit the height of Curse of the Black Pearl, nor does it hit the height of what was the most recent one where they tried to reset everything, and it was oh, uh, uh, and Dead Man and Pearl and Pearl, yeah, and Pearl. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Infinity War. <laughs> yeah, uh, it does. It the it doesn't hit the heights of the most recent Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Yeah. It's somewhere in between the sequels that had middling success. Yeah. And yeah, the good thing is it's a team. Is if you go to the theater, my suggestion, it's a team event. You're going to want to dedicate somebody in your party to uh, like Jungle Cruise call outs and little uh-huh. things that they've had. Oh, that's a thing I recognize. Yeah. 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 You need to gen- donate somebody to uh, plot and character, what their names are, who they are, and what they're trying to get. Yep. So you'll need that person on your team. You'll need a history lore. Uh, of a Disney history? Uh, no, just of like the history that's being talked about oh, in the movie. Right. Okay. Yeah. You'll need somebody to sort yeah. of keep track of the history that's going on. So I, I like that as an interactive thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, who's this character? Where did this character come from? I, that's how you think. paused the movie so many times for the like. Wait, what? What? Wait, what is happening? See, and you had you had the ability. But I guess because this will be on Premiere Access, a lot of people will have the ability to pause the movie. Yeah, but if you're going to the movie theater, go as a team, play smart, take notes, watch smarter, not harder. Yeah, watch smarter, not harder. There you go. Spoilers. Yeah, let's get to it. Let's get to it. I give it uh, my my rate, my non-spoiler rating for it, uh, and you know, being nice, I, I give it this movie a so, I give it a B, a solid B, solid minus. B. Yeah. Okay. B minus. There you go. I'm going to give it a different review if you stick around for this for the for the spoilers. I'm not sure what I'm going to give it. All right, let's move on to the spoiler section. It's probably probably B minus. Okay. Is probably the best I'm going to give it. Okay, yeah. Probably the best I'm going to give it. It's a, it's a it's a it's a solid popcorn flick that you will not remember with any uh substance. Yeah. A week after you've seen yeah. it. No, no, you will not be yet. But if you want to go and be entertained yeah. for, for an hour and 40 minutes, which I think is what the runtime was. Maybe I was don't believe hours. The Rock takes his shirt off in this movie. He doesn't take his shirt off in this movie. <laughs> but if you want to be entertained, <laughs> even without a shirtless Rock, uh-huh. for an hour and 40 or two hours, then I say go see this movie. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I'm definitely telling you to go see it for sure. It's great. It's it's not great. It's a fun. It's a fun summer it's movie. It's fun. It's a right? fun summer movie that you should definitely go it's see. Go back to the theater. Have fun. You're going to be entertained. Guarantee it. You only need to understand a, a, some of it to get to the end. It'll be great. You'll have Here's fun. our pull quote: Jungle Cruise. It's a movie you can see. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening to that part of the review. Go see the Jungle Cruise. Tell us what you think. If you want to stick around, we're going to do uh, a more a more raw, a more unfiltered, uh, spoily review. Yeah. We're just we're just going to pull all the curtains off of trying to trying to be somewhat professional and and know that a lot of people have not seen this movie yep. and we don't want to spoil it in both the content, but both and be like, yeah, bobsleds and bantas are so. They don't yeah, like don't, anything. Yeah, I don't want you it to be this You notice that they don't like anything? Yeah, I don't want it to be this thing where like we're two 45-year-old guys that just like nothing is as good as it was when it was in the 80s. Yeah. Okay? I'm not trying to be that. <laughs> given that, that's that's a factual <laughs> statement. <laughs> and given that, I think there are a lot of 80s movies that we can draw from in our criticism of The Jungle Cruise. Yes. And we'll get to that All right. in our spoiler review. I think you're going to put like a little audio bed here. Yeah. A transition piece. Yep. Welcome to The Jungle We've got fun and games 
We've got everything you want Honey, we know the names We are the people that can find Whatever you may need If you've got no money, honey We've got your disease in the jungle Welcome to the jungle Watch it bring it to your knees Alright, let's get down and dirty with the jungle cruise Okay, what's up, man? Spoilers. Spoiler alert. This movie is about conquistadors who go to South America. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, this movie is seven hours long. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is so big yes. in terms of its mythology. What is going on? And it's so unnecessarily big. Yeah. I thought this movie was going to be about, I thought, again, I thought it was going to be very similar to like a Raiders of the Lost Ark a romancing the stone. Yeah. A jewel of the Nile. Jewel of the Nile. I, maybe even go so far as to say like a Brendan Fraser mummy, which is a little bit more supernatural than I would want to see from this film. Right. But I would even go that far in some yeah. ways of this sort of adventure flick feeling. Yeah. And instead, what I got was in the beginning. Yeah. There was... A forest. A, a forest. And in this forest grew a tree, and this tree provided everything that could be provided to all men and women for all time. You're like, hold up. The Jungle Cruise? What are you talking about? <laughs> this, is, this is like the dad joke ride, right? Oh, yeah. This is uh, like the pun-filled ride? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it, yes. It was deep. Yeah, it started off deep, and, but I was fine. I, I, I really hope the movie, and, and this is not fair when you have a, a thought in your head of the movie you want to see. I thought, so. I thought about you saying that over and over again of, Review the movie on the way the movie is, not the way the movie you would want it to be. Yeah, and it's and it's it's tough to do that, especially with an IP you love. I was I was really wanting a story about a a skipper who was not able to have meaningful connections with other people because his life had been spent, uh, you know, in obscurity and and making jokes and covering for the fact, you know, that he doesn't have a you know. That his job's not real. It's the scam artist having to deal with the fact that he's got to be a real person if he wants to actually ever connect with the world around him. And the river is sort of a like a metaphor for that. Oh, I like and so, that. And so I was thinking, like, this is gonna be a, just a small sort of funny love story where we get to watch the rock play opposite character, mm. you know, opposite. Okay. Yeah. And uh, and so I was kind of prepared for that. And I thought maybe we're going that direction. Like it seems like, uh, you know, it seems like they're gonna fall in love. They're the only two characters that can. So naturally, they're 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 gonna fall in love. And they have very even... very little chemistry whatsoever <laughs> to justify them falling in love. <laughs> Zero chemistry. But they are the only the heterosexual couple uh, in this movie. <laughs> yeah. So that was that. And then, yeah, and then you start getting this backstory, and you're like, okay, that's cool. And then they start moving down the, moving down the river, and there's just, there's just more of it. And then, and then you find out that, like, he's connected to it, and, and, and there's bee people that are, like, made of honey. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just so big. And then they're like, you know what? I think this movie's really big. We should do 15, we should do 15 minutes in the middle of it as just exposition. We'll just have... You know, just explain everything that happens. Yeah. From the beginning of time up until now. Yeah. And well, then that way everybody will, will be on the be same like, page. It'll, it'll be, be like in a dark part. The, the rock will be just cruising down. It'll be like, it'll be like half a day on the river and we'll take the rest of the day to explain the movie. It'll be after a lot of action and people are just going to want to break. They're just totally. going to want to break. And so what we'll do is we'll give them like 15 minutes of mythology. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's just told to characters, not shown in any yeah. way. Uh, that will then set up what the course, everything that you thought this movie was, it's not that it's now this. Yeah. It is this pivot in the middle. I got to ask you this question. Yes. Uh, Metallica's Nothing Else Matters. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what? 
Did you hear that as well? Yes. What is is that was in it, the final movie? I thought. Wait, did Metallica not write this song? Did they not write "Nothing Else Matters"? Yeah. Like, is that some sort of is that some sort of orchestral piece that Metallica then downloaded off of Napster? Yeah. And then used in "Nothing Else Matters." I heard the exact same thing. No, it is. It, it is. It, it is it, the actual not, song. It has to be. I mean, it's it's everybody in my family was like, "Wow, Metallica, big big pull." Why is the music that is used? In the backstory of the conquistadors came to the jungle and they were about to die and the natives of the jungle saved them and the natives of the jungle were the ones who uh, brought them back to life using yeah. this mystical tree that can cure all ailments. Wait, are you talking about Avatar or? No, no, I'm still talking about Jungle Cruise. <laughs> okay, good. And this mystical tree has a leaf that can cure all ailments. Yeah. And the conquistador now, uh, rather than being thankful for the uh, the the kind native uh, indigenous people of the yeah. of the jungle in saving their lives, now wants to kill everybody in this tribe in order to take the leaf so that he can take it back to Spain and cure his daughter. Yeah. Right. Which then gets them cursed and turns them into jungle like ghosts. Yeah. Jungle. Bee people. Right. J- jungle cursed. The the cursed. Yeah. I I can't believe I'm still talking explaining this backstory, but that's during this scene where all yeah. of this is being explained. There's like heavy metal rock. Yeah, there is. That is, that is playing as Find the music. Nothing bed. else matters. <laughs> and at that point, I look at my oldest, and he's just mocking the movie by air guitar yeah, really? the entire time. So many different jungle. You could have gone with George. 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 <laughs> you could have gone with uh, Guns N' Roses. Like, there. What, what is what is with the guitar? What is with the heavy, the, the electric guitar that's happening yeah, it, throughout this movie? I'm going to say it's a, st- it's a dub track for the movie that we saw on the screener and not the real thing. I was going to say, is that why you asked whether or not this was a finished film? One of that. And then there was a, there was just a couple of special effect scenes. One with some frogs jumping across a lily pad that, yep. I, that I found a little rough. Oh, yeah. And then there's my this, wife said the same thing. Yeah, I was like, huh. And then there's a scene. Tell me what you think about this. Help me. Help she me actually un- said, "Is this a new way of filmmaking? <laughs> what is that way? Meaning, like, it does not does not look the way it's supposed to look. <laughs> right. Is this yeah. a new? Is this all CG? Is this a new way of yeah. filmmaking?" And I said, "No, I think it's just a really. I think we just got a real low res. Yeah. print of this. But tell me what is happening here. At some point, uh, Emily Blunt." And the rocker on on the Jungle Cruise ship, yep. and there and and she's into filmmaking. All of a sudden, yep. she has this camera, and then parts of the movie just cut out to like a four three black and white, right? First person perspective with no audio because they wouldn't have had audio back in. Like, what is going on with that scene? Why do they keep cutting away to this like weird film thing? I don't know, and I didn't even think about it until you mentioned it. But that is never called back. Like yeah. the fact that they are taking video yeah sorry video they're they're taking film yeah in a moving picture camera is never called back in the movie whatsoever it's not like they unless maybe that's setting up something for i think it sets up the kiss i think that that's like they're falling in love over filmmaking what i don't know (laughs) you don't think so no i thought oh this is really this is really intimate like it's silent and they're spending time this is like the their first date they don't show they don't show the the like maybe they would use that to show to the native tribes people yeah but then again, that would imply that the native tribes people are uneducated, and so we can't do that in yeah. this film, and uh, that's that'd be problematic. So, like, because you would think, like, oh, they would show them that moving pictures exist. Right. The Rock has said he's never seen a moving picture before. 
And so this whole idea of using a, a film camera in order to capture, I guess, intimate moments or whatever, like is never called back. Like, yeah, it never is. I thought the movie was broken for a second. I was like, what is, why are we keep going to a non-audio, just this thing? And then I thought, oh, that's what the, of course, the first date with Dwayne Johnson, The Rock is making a movie. When you date him now and you, you show up, a movie with him? <laughs> he just you takes do? you to a movie set and you make a movie. That's the first thing. I didn't date. even think about that camera thing, but that's like, there's that old storytelling thing where if you show a gun in act one, you have to use yeah, it in gr- act Grishamer's gun or whatever. Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, it's something like that. And so you would think that a thing that is like this, right? The the camera plays a role here. Yeah. That that it's would five minutes of screen time. Yeah. There'd be a callback to it, and there is no callback to it. Yeah. Which also brings up another point in terms of character arcs. Yeah. For as much as I like the brother in this film, yes, he like did I, a great job. I think from he did the a great job, and his persona, his is performance, fantastic. his perform, his character is very fun, very silly. There is no character development of him whatsoever. He moves, and I and has not he punched somebody at the end or something? Maybe is that his character? That is what that people he punches do. Someone, isn't that that's what people do when they fail to develop a character? They just like they're like, you stand up for yourself now. Oh, he finally, yeah, and he took ownership over his his life, his life. I no, that's not so. character development. I know he literally does not move from the character he was to the character who he is. is he's such a strong actor and such a thing like, to have that role opened up a little bit and actually introduced into the plot and taken out some of that other stuff. Yeah. Is something like he's, I don't know. I, I really like him as an actor. Whoever so that guy is. His yeah. character is so ham fisted into that movie. It's not even yeah. funny. Yeah. Uh, and it's it like, they could have done it. And they also took a very, very easy way out with that character where they could have made him a lot more interesting. I think so. You know, let me ask you this question. Yeah. Do you think the Jungle Cruise movie needs to take place in the jungle, or do you think you can take this movie and set it literally anywhere you want? Maybe that's true of all movies. Well, the Jungle Cruise ride itself, yeah. if I recall, is over multiple rivers and yeah. multiple jungles, right? Yeah, You do definitely. the Amazon, you do the Nile, mm-hmm. you do the Congo. Yep. And so I think you could have a globetrotting adventure of the Jungle Cruise that does take place in other areas that's not just the Amazon. I would assume we're going to see that in subsequent movies. Yeah, I just... I guess my question is like the the, the plot uh, the plot and the setting do not seem to be working in harmony in a in a way that I thought they would because once you start getting into supernatural stuff like I literally can set that on a different planet I can set it in space right. I can set it underwater I can literally set the whole there's a magical thing and the people that got the magical thing hurt the people and then you got to go set thing right it just didn't didn't seem to actually be connected to the jungle the jungle cruise or the river in any way other than like leaves and branches eating people's faces well let me let me answer the question this way I do not believe the entire movie needs to take place on the river which it yeah, does right and there is virtually no point in the movie with the exception of one scene that I can recall where they actually get out of the boat to do something else. Yeah. And I think that in terms of a far flung adventure seeking movie that to, to take this crew to a point in the river where then they have to get off to go into the jungle, explore the jungle, the dangers of the jungle itself. Yeah. And then maybe get back to the crew, get back to the ship or that they takes them to another point in the river where they no longer have the ship. They no longer have the security of the thing right. that took them to this point that then they now have to rely on their wits, their skill, whatever it is to get to another point without that ship. Uh, and then, you know, that their adventure takes them in other places that would have felt like more of a satisfying adventure story than them literally being on the river almost the entire movie and just having to figure out which path to take in order to get to the thing that they ultimately want to get to, which yeah. is this tree. Yeah. This tree that produces this this leaf that ha- that has a, a healing uh, element to it that can cure all all disease or whatever it is. Yeah. There you go. Spoilers. What else do you want to talk it? about? 
Well, I don't know. What else do you want to talk about? Can we talk? Let's do it. We talk for a moment. I have to edit this, so stop talking. All right. Keep going. Let's talk about, there's something I really did like about this movie, which oh, yeah. is the villain. I really, really enjoyed the World War One. The German sub. The German sub commander uh, who is played by Jesse Plemons. Oh, yeah. Jesse Plemons. Prince Joachim, I believe is his name. And he is a he's a, a German sub commander yeah. who is pursuing this thing for his own nefarious means. His whole uh, desire is that if he acquires this leaf, then he has power, and if he has power, then he can uh, he can help Germany dominate in uh, World War One. Right. And there is he's very I th- I thought he was delightful to watch. Mm-hmm. In fact, he's probably the character I enjoyed the most in this movie. Okay. Because he's silly, but he is v- villainous. And uh, his crew makes fun of him at times, but he doesn't recognize his crew is making fun of him. He's got this submarine that is very uh, a formidable vehicle up against the jungle crew's boat. Uh, the, the boat is trying to escape it most times. I really liked his portrayal, and I thought he was just a really, really fun character. Yeah. If the if the if the foil, if the antagonist in this movie was just him, it would have been great to yeah me. definitely and instead they pivot and they do this thing where it is these well, him and then the rock against himself it's it's a it's a man versus man I and mean, the rock right. needs inner struggle with who he is as a person and and this 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 submarine commander is is forcing them into situations as the villain that is making him confront that that's right. traditional simple storytelling yep and again the rock does not have the means to get out of this through brute force right but has I, to use his wits yeah. in order to do it yeah right However, there is this supernatural element that gets introduced with the cursed contestant. Maybe his reliance on other people or something. I don't know. Keep going. Yeah. You're saying you don't need a half man, half honey bee character. No. Which, by the way, of all of my family that watched this movie, my oldest son, like, had a violent physical (laughs) reaction to the honey bee man the honeybee conquistador hated it yeah hated the fact that he like the, eats himself look i don't understand is he made of a honeycomb he's dripping honey everywhere yeah. this is the stupidest villain they could come up with he was so angry that then he was making snarky comments that when they were when the uh the honeybee conquistador was beating up people i heard him mutter under his breath you just got honeycombed <laughs> like, like <laughs> he's just so sarcastic about this thing that you have these these cursed conquistadors that come out as you know i mean they are they're the skeleton pirates of pirates of the caribbean very much right? so yeah but they do not feel effective to me in any way no. they it this the supernatural element feels so shoehorned it yeah. feels so uh, unnecessary and it creates a much larger universe An than this story derivative. really needs very derivative as well yeah it's, this is something we've now seen before yeah we've seen this when you see it you're kind of like oh really there's like jungle there's like people that are at one with the jungle like i've seen this a bunch it doesn't really feel like made seven pirates of the caribbean yeah, totally, we've seen this thing totally before. seen this and so it it does come off as feeling like this pirates of the caribbean ripoff yeah like okay well they're just taking the pirates formula they're gonna cut and paste it onto the jungle cruise formula. It felt very much like that to me. And then, and then they go, okay, well, we're going to make, we're going to use pirates of the Caribbean, but we're going to put it in the jungle cruise. So what is, what are the characteristics of the jungle cruise we have to have in here? Yeah. Bad jokes. Let's get rid of those. Let's do that up front. Just we dispense don't, with all the we don't have jokes. to worry about it later in the movie. If we just tell all the jokes in one scene, which they do. Yeah. It's one scene. How did that feel to you as somebody who loved the jungle cruise to then just see that they are literally just having 
The Rock give one bad joke after another. And that's his character. His character is to make bad puns, to groan-worthy puns for everybody. Like, that's that's one it's of his characters. What I wanted to talk to him about in the press conference, if I'd been given the opportunity yeah, to speak not, with him. They did him, not give us the opportunity to talk is to Is that the, the jokes of the Jungle Cruise ride are a character of the ride. They're, yeah. they're a character that comes into existence by the skipper voicing them, and then they become the character of the ride. And they're treated, and I don't hate the way they treated them in the movie, but they're treated as... Uh, like a, the the way a kid collects marbles, he has collected bad jokes. Yeah. And he shows people these marbles or bad jokes, and they're not really interested in them because they're not because they're marbles or they're bad jokes. Like, this is not interesting. And I think that that is uh, that's a way to get them in the movie and not have them connected to anything. So it's pretty flat for me. Yeah. Um, instead of them being, I think the more appropriate storytelling choices there is to have those be a reliance on when he doesn't know what to do physically yes. or he doesn't know what to do. It, it becomes a tick. It's like a coping mechanism. Yeah, it's a coping mechanism yeah. is that these stupid jokes come out because he does not know what to say and he can't do what he would normally do, which is just break it with his fist. Right. Uh, then right. these jokes come out or something like that. It, it becomes a, a mannerism, not just a collection of marbles, which is what they, which is what it felt like. Yep. Yep. And then with that collection of marbles, there is also the audio animatronics that he creates uh, within the Jungle Cruise. So he has, uh, he hires natives yeah. that he partners with in order to pretend like they are, uh, you know, violent cannibals. Yeah, I found that hard. I found that hard from two perspectives. I didn't know if that was kind of a. F- you're, you're you're not doing the the thing that Jungle Cruise just got kind of you know not they. They just redid the ride. Yeah, so, I know. That was my reaction. Yeah, was, so, Wait a second. So the same company gets rid of all of the d- dangerous native cannibal d- d- jungle dangers yeah. of uh, that, that are people right. in the ride, but then they just put them in this movie about yeah. the ride itself? As sort of like swindlers kind of yeah. or whatever. So it creates that problem. And then the other problem it created for me is when you introduce the idea that everything in this in everything in this narrative is, al- is allowed to be made up, it, it's an unfair it's an unfair storytelling trope to say at any point this could we can decide that this is Dwayne Johnson who had a pre-existing arrangement with these actors yeah. or real danger. And you don't really ever get to know. And it's just such an unfair thing, you know, I, I gripe about this in my family all the time is to use dream sequences or like fake outs as a as a plot uh, device i just don't like that and so that gets a little heavy-handed in the movie where it's like just kidding that's fake and it's like okay well and the other thing with it just kidding you cut it out of the movie exactly it's just there's no point which we'll get to the backside of water joke in a moment which just felt again so ham-fisted but if you are setting up this character of he's a scam artist that can't be dependent on and he's created a fabrication of danger. Yeah. Then when you take him out of his fabrication, yeah. he should be able to react to it in a way that's like, I am completely unprepared yeah. for this. And again, yeah. has to use his wits or his muscles, one or the other, in order to get out of yeah. these dangers. And he is as capable in real danger as he is in fake danger. And so therefore the character doesn't feel satisfied right. in any way. Right. Exactly. He needs to, he needs to confront something to then learn how to become capable of real danger through using his brain or whatever right. versus just like, I don't know. I just, I don't I felt, know. I just roll with all the punches all the time. I just felt like doing it this way. I thought it would be easier uh, to just hire a bunch of people, train them, set them up, uh, pay them and all that stuff yeah. than just to like take people out. But I mean, if I didn't have those guys there, like I could easily just do this too. I could fight boa constrictors and, yeah. uh, you know. And it turns out he's like the original settler of that village. Like he built the whole thing. That's like, right. He, we didn't explain this, but he is part, he is one of the conquistadors yeah. uh, that 
that were rescued by the, One of the zombie native pirates. people. And he was not made a zombie pirate yeah. because he decided he was not going to portray, uh, betray the the native people, but he was cursed. And so he was, his curse is that he could never leave the river. Yeah. Uh, he can't die and he can never leave. He can't die, he can never leave. So he then establishes this harbor over centuries, whatever it is, he basically builds the harbor. Seems like you engineer that to be just whatever you want. It doesn't seem like you end up needing to like scam people and take people on a river, but it seems think. like you're, you're king, of the, king of the harbor if you're the person that made it. Anyways, those are the only questions I had on the Jungle Cruise. Backside of water, bad joke. Did not need to be in there. And it was done with a trough, not even a waterfall. Is that right? Yes, it was like, yes. He basically just ran water down a bamboo chute and said like backside of water is really just not satisfying in any way. Yeah. They didn't even go under a waterfall. That's not what I'm here to talk about. Okay. Here's what I want to talk about. Okay. Talk to me about it. Lily Houghton's whole role, her whole goal here is to get one of these leaves because if she gets one of these leaves, she could then cure any ailment and be able to bring mass healing to the world. Right. I guess so. That's, that's her like stated goal here. Yeah. She wants this leaf for those purposes. Okay. Throughout this adventure, we find out that the rock is not actually just the rock, but he's this conquistador who is cursed to remain yeah, on the river forever. He's kind of undead, sort of. And he wants to die. Yeah. He says he is done being cursed. He wants to die. Yeah. Right? Through the movie, she ends up gaining one leaf. One, one leaf to be able to uh, pro- provide this healing property. Yeah, it's like a petal. It's like a it's flower. It's a petal. Right. It's a flower petal. She gets this flower petal. And as she gets this flower petal, the rock is pulled into vines and basically turned into stone. Yes, it's a very like Elsa Anna kind of moment thing. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. Oh, I mean, also, also uh, uh, the dragon movie we just watched. Raya. Your dragon. Raya. Raya. That's right. Raya it's a very Raya mo- moment. So he's turned into stone. We assume he is now cursed. He remains there forever. Yeah. She has the one leaf that can provide all healing to the world. Yeah. And what she chooses to do yeah. is put it into his mouth in order to bring him back yeah. so that then he can die the death he always wanted to die. Um, it's the rock. If you have the chance between saving the world and saving the rock, you save the rock. It's like, I can't believe that they made that choice. I can't believe I can't they believe made the you're, choice. You're suggesting that a world without the rock movies is, is no, it's a world, worth- It's a world worth eternally li- with the rock because he can't die. So she chooses to save yes. her boyfriend, which isn't even her boyfriend at that point. Literally no chemistry. They've been on no one chemistry. date. One date where they tried to make a, a film that didn't go well. She realizes that now, like, she can't live without him, seemingly, and then decides to save him versus save literally anybody else in the world everybody to bring else. him back yeah. so that now he's human so he will die a mortal death at some point. Yeah. And then magically another petal appears. Yeah. So that her... Even if you consider that a sacrifice, even if you say, which is an incredibly selfish sacrifice, I'm going to save my boyfriend, who's not really my boyfriend, over being able to cure the ills of the world. Even if you say, okay, well, she sacrificed the thing that she really wanted because what she really wanted all along was love, which is like so unwoke of a message in an overly woke movie. Yeah. Like, even if you say that, then the storytelling trope of another petal appears for her to then be able to take back in order to save everybody else means her sacrifice is completely useless. Right. It just really bothered me. Yeah. Did it bother you? 
Um, or did you tune out by that point? I mean, I was, I like, I, I wasn't reading into the flower part of it. I was just like, I think somebody in the house was just like, oh, there's going to be like another flower. And then I bet it doesn't work right away. I bet, I, bet, I bet it doesn't work right away. And then it didn't work right away. And I think Penelope was like, oh no, is the rock dead? And Teresa was like, it'll work. It's just it's not going to work. work. <laughs> it's just not going to work right away. And uh, so I don't know. We were all a little bit checked out at that point in time. I heard that Penelope walked out of the movie. Uh, the living room? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's tough, man. When you're, if you have devices nearby, you gotta stop this. And the kids go to the devices. You're like, this movie is not good. How can you do? You gotta stop that. She said she walked out. She she said she walked out, and Kennedy was playing Switch. That is, I think, true. I wasn't intending to watch it with them, though. I was watching it for me. Like I had my, I had my, I had my stuff set up. Yeah, and I was, I was in there for the long haul. And I kept pausing it, being like, is it only two hours and ten minutes? It feels like it's nine hours long. Were we too negative? Should we should we turn it around? What are some things you like? Like that Jaguar? You like that? that I like that Jaguar. Is it from the Swiss Family Robinson's Treehouse or The Rock? It's from Tarzan. It's from right. Tarzan. It's the Jaguar from Tarzan. Yeah. Which There's is also not... from Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse. Yeah. Yeah. It's not really part of the Jungle Cruise. Oh, you think, oh, do you mean like, was that a, is that a callback to that? Uh, yeah, as soon as saying? I saw that, I was like, oh, is that the thing from Swiss Family Robinson's Treehouse? I don't know. Um, okay, those are, the only, those are the only questions I had, I guess. I like the movie. Or I like it too. Look at it this way. I'm okay with the movie. Yeah. And the movie did not meet my expectations. I don't think my expectations were very high, if I'm being honest with you. Right. Like, again, I would have been very satisfied with a smaller adventure film that felt globetrotting in some ways, even if globetrotting really just amounted to they get out of the boat and they go through the, the jungle. Like those, but it, it didn't do that. And I felt like it was much, it was so much bigger than it needed to be. And I just wish Disney had pulled back and just said like, is this necessary? Is this story arc necessary to tell this story? Or do we reshape it so that the smaller pieces are more compelling? Or yeah, or what, what really is the story? Is this a yeah. story about finding a flower to save the world? Is that is that right for the Jungle Cruise? Or is this about people becoming, uh, learning who they are as, you know, in their professions and the lives they've chosen and learning how to find love even through yeah. whatever? Like, what is the real story there? Because when you distill the Jungle Cruise movie, it's it that story is doesn't have anything to do with the Jungle Cruise. Finding a flower to save the world through health has nothing to do with anything. Right. I think this is a movie that is that is not worth paying premier access for. I think yeah. you actually pay more money to take your family to go to the movie theater and experience it yeah, and have this in that experience. environment yeah. and have a big experience because this movie for as challenging as the narrative is, it is a spectacle that is worth seeing with premier sound, premier yeah. uh, projection, all of that type of stuff. Rumble seats. I would absolutely rather have seen this in the movie theater than watched on Disney+. Plus. Get some, get some organic uh, honeycomb from Amazon. Get yeah, that just shit bite some honeycomb down. Get some honeycomb. You should actually and do that. And then paste that's, it on your face. That's not a bad idea. I think if I'm if somebody's asked me, hey, you know, what would you just, I don't know much about you, what would you give that Jungle Cruise movie? I would say, yeah, it's a solid, it's a solid B. If somebody who knows me, like you, were telling me, man, what would you think of that movie? I'd be like, dude, I don't know. I'd give it a D plus, C minus. I have no idea what was going on in that movie yeah for like average i i agree i think average movie goer you go like it's a solid b yeah like that's what it is but it shouldn't have been a solid b it should have been just a it should have been curse of the black pearl it really should have been yeah and it wasn't or dumb and dumber or dumb and dumber there you go that's the jungle cruise and this has been Bob's hey, and Banthas. Bob's and Banthas. we release every week on apple Podcasts, spotify google Podcasts. we're back we took a week off 
Yeah. Everybody in my house. But this one's coming out sort of early, so it's yeah. almost like we just we didn't really take a week yeah, off. Yeah, we just missed the week. And weekend. we're recording another episode tomorrow. We all call it we all call it uh Spootify in my house now. Spootify? <laughs> it's just the way it is. And uh, I like it. Sometimes you flub up your words. Yeah. What are we doing tomorrow? We're podcasting again tomorrow. Yeah, we're interviewing Chris Merritt. Yeah. Disney Imagineer. Yeah. Author, Disney author, and former Universal Creative. It's going to be great. Wow, very exciting. Yeah, art director. You're going to love him. Oh, yeah. You talk art. You yay. guys can talk about paint colors. I'll just sit here and listen. Fun. Great. We're going to be talking to Chris Merritt. That's going to be coming up next week. And so you don't want to stick around for that. Hey, not only can you hear us on the places that we just talked about, Spotify in particular, <laughs> but you can also hear us on the Magic the Mouse Radio every yeah. Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Check out Magic the Mouse Radio for the best Disney music and podcast by visit. By visit you just go check it out. <laughs> you just go check it out. You just check it out. You go to Bob says and Bantha slash radio. There'll Google be a link on there. You can, you can, if, you, if you want to do You'll that, you can it. do that. Hey, if you want to hear me talk all about how I was a Disney character, you can head on over to the We Like Theme Parks podcast where we talked about my experience being a Disney character and Disney prince. It was a fun time. You should listen to it. Oh, I'm going it. to. That's uh, We Like Theme Parks. That's a podcast. I'm going to listen to that while I'm editing this podcast. You should do that. Yeah, I'm going to have you in my left and you in my right ear. You don't have just to edit this thing. Just push it out. It'll yeah, be fine. Great. You can visit us at bobsandbanthas.com. You can email us podcast at bobsandbanthas.com. You can support us over at Patreon, patreon.com forward slash bobsandbanthas. And you can wear us at tpublic.com. Please, if you don't do any of those things, that's cool. You can at least join the other Bantha tiers for all the fun we have on Instagram. We're instagram.com forward slash at Bob says Banthas. I lost what how Instagram works. Oh, just I look don't up know. Bob says Banthas. We're there. You can also follow us and uh, leave us a really nice review over on Apple Podcasts. We'd really appreciate that. It really helps the show out. And let us know what you thought about this show, this episode in particular. Have you seen Jungle Cruise by yeah. the time you listen to it? What did you think? Do you agree with us? Or do you think those Bantha boys are crazy? They're this so is the best negative. movie I've ever seen. Why are they so negative all, all the, time? the time? They're so negative. If it's not ne- Newsome, it's uh it's it's the rock and jungle cruise. Is there anything they like? Yes, there is. Luca, it's amazing. Oh wow! Yeah, I yeah. loved it. Yeah. We can talk more about that next time. Talk week, about maybe. a simple story. It's great. It's so simple. It's just, it's, it's this a- is what I'm talking about. Tell a simple story that is endearing and that like is timeless. It's wonderful. Yeah. If you haven't seen Luca, you should see Luca. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's free. They're charging 30 bucks for the Jungle yeah. Cruise. You can watch Luca for free. Yeah. You should do that. Anyways, those are all the places we can connect. Until next week, he's been Aaron. If you like this podcast, my name is Absolute, and this has been Bob Sleds and Banthas. And I've been Scott. And if you don't like this podcast, my name has been Chris, and our podcast is called We Like Theme Parks. <laughs> <laughs> and we've been Bob Sleds and Banthas. See you next week. See you next week. Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland is growing every day. Saturday night. Now there are more new rides for more fun. In electro-synthomagnetic musical sound. Through the magic of light and sound. Yes, there's more fun at Disneyland in Anaheim. Open every day, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Waste time with your friends when your chores are done.